Go ahead, Milk. Um, yeah, just, you know, I, I, I've been talking with Kenny on the side and, uh, you know, it seems like I, I'm, you know, hitting bets, but it seems that my, my big plays aren't hitting and the smaller plays are, um, recap right now. I'm down two units. Um, like, like I said, last week went two and three, uh, two for two on individual games. And, um, I will say a big hit for me last week, which I nailed was Florida plus 10, um, I know I talked with Berg Betts and Kenny Ham, uh, Kenny about this. Um, and the only thing I'm going to say about that game is Coach Napier um, should be federally investigated for shaving. <laughs> um, that was some Paul Cruz shit that I, I, I was unbelievably freaking out about when I saw what he did with going for two. Um, he got himself off the guillotine with uh, scoring in that last drive and ended up almost winning the game because they recovered the onside kick. So that's my recap for last week. Um, actually, I do have one other thing. Nailed um, Ohio State over last week. They almost covered by themselves. Um, and that, those were my two locks last week. Right. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, Kenny. Um, I feel like my last two weeks, I'm basically the poster child for how all of these very large, luxurious buildings in Las Vegas happen. Um, I agree with that. I, I, I am the standard gambler who has about a 44% winning percentage. And I think that's how Las Vegas was built. Uh You you take about 6% out of everybody's pocket in America, and you end up with billions and billions of dollars to build nice buildings and comp uh, the real betters like Kenny with free (laughs) bourbon and hotel rooms. (laughs) So um, I told Kenny, I feel like a, turtle laying in the middle of a state highway afraid to even stick his neck out for fear that an 18 wheeler is going to roll over and flatten his head um so i'm treading very lightly this week mm-hmm. berg yeah i kind of want to a number one give respect to las vegas for how accurate they are with their spreads and the numbers they come up with I my best bet last last week was Duke um, took them seven and a half and they lose by eight. I just don't know how that's humanly possible, how they can be so accurate. Um, that one hurt me bad. Other than that, uh, I am in full support of Kenny Hammer and Kenny's podcast here, and I will be in full tail mode for the rest of the year. Um, I couldn't win a bet to save my life. I went three, five and one pushed on Arkansas last week. Um, and outside of that, I think I just have to start fading myself because I got <laughs> I got to get it going in the right direction. Hasn't been good so far. I'll say this, and just with all due respect, uh, you know, other people that listen to this, there are a couple random cappers on Twitter uh, who I get messages from that have like a pretty good following, like at least five or ten thousand people follow them for their picks, and they're all like Dub Club. They you know, make people pay for their picks. I don't do that. This is all free. Uh, I don't know one person that had a good week last week. So 
I would not judge any of these books, you know, the three of us here or the four of us here uh, by what happened last week. It's pretty fluky to have three of the top teams all lose uh, in the NFL is very fluky too. So uh, I wouldn't put too much weight or emphasis on it and we will not have any analysis paralysis is what I like to call it. B how do you like that one? Uh, You don't buy Bob or B you can tell people this better than anyone here. When do you buy a stock when it is in the red? You don't go buying all these people in the green. It's just not worth it. You got to constantly, uh, you know, head on a swivel, not paying attention to what happened the week before. Uh, like I say all the time, I put almost zero emphasis on how teams have done straight up in the past, especially when it comes to like certain schools or rivalry or conference games. In college football, players and coaches change and leave every single year. Uh, what happened in the past, in the college football grand scheme of things, does not matter. Let's talk a little bit about Heisman candidates here. I obviously have futures on Caleb Williams and Stetson Bennett. Stetson is really, at this point, not in the conversation. Caleb Williams has thrown for 1,000 yards. He has nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns. Look out for Hartman, for Wake Forest. Just look out. I saw today he's plus 30 plus 3,000 or plus 3,300. He's like on the come up very, very quickly. Also, Connor, uh, I'm sorry, Milkman, very popular opinion from you at the beginning of the season. Hooker for Tennessee, look out. This guy's coming up quick. Hammer. Not too far out. Hammer. I have have for my Heisman pick sleeper right now uh, circled is Hooker from the Tennessee Volunteers. After watching last week, Definitely passes the eye test, has all the tools um, and capabilities of potentially running away with that. Um, obviously, they got a big, big week coming up. Uh, I think it's in two weeks they play Alabama. Um, that'll be their first, you know, big-time quarterbacks going back to, back and forth. But last week was also fun watching AR-15 and Hooker go at it. Yep. So, obviously, right now the runaway favorite is C.J. Stroud. Um, he's like plus 150, like clear favorite. Um, Bryce Young and Caleb Williams are now tied for second, and they're both around like plus 600. Now is where things are really going to get interesting, though, as far as Heisman race goes. C.J. Stroud, after this week, they play they play a bad Rutgers team. Well, three and one Rutgers team, but a, not a great Rutgers team. Then after this, Ohio State plays Michigan State, Iowa, and Penn State. Two of the three of those are on the road. Uh, so if CJ kind of lacks there, and especially if they drop one or two, I would expect uh, Caleb Williams to start flying up there. Right now, Caleb Williams has taken that uh, USC team from like the teens to number four in the country. I still think that, you know, their schedule is so easy that. You know, he, and especially compared to Ohio State, he may have a ton of success and may run away with this thing. And that's why, you know, I bet on him to begin with. Let's uh, go into week five here. We're going to discuss five key matchups this week. I have a little bit of information on uh, Michigan and Iowa. Uh, Milkman, you you got Ole Miss, UK. Mm-hmm. B, you got NC State, Clemson. And we'll all kind of discuss Arkansas, Alabama. And then the last one, um, I'm going to leave to the – one guy who has been there so far this year, uh, and that is Berg Betts. So uh, Michigan, Iowa, I'm leaning Iowa plus 11 for two units, leaning. 
Michigan has had a cakewalk schedule so far and was finally tested against Maryland, barely pulled it out. They looked atrocious. That was one of my hammer plays last week, 16 and a half. They did not hit. Iowa has played a really good South Dakota State program, a rival slash Big Ten game against Iowa State, and a Big Ten foe, Rutgers, who has wins over Boston College and Temple. I think Iowa at home, much more battle-tested, gets up for this one. Give me the Hawkeyes, but with all this being said, I would rather spend my hard-earned money as a Steelers fan on a John Kitna Bengals jersey than watch <laughs> Petrus try to move the ball against the Michigan defense. I hope, for God's sake, he proves me wrong. Iowa plus 11. Milkman, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Oh, Kenny, 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 Kenny. You know, you know this, uh, this game tears me uh, to pieces. Um, you and I both love Lane Kiffin of uh, the Rebels. Um, but for whatever reason, my heart is swaying towards taking the points of plus seven UK. The line has moved a little bit from seven and a half to seven from yesterday today. Um, looking at some past stats of Old Miss and UK, this dates back to the two, th- uh, I guess 2000s. Uh, they met eight times. Ole Miss in that uh, eight games is six and two, um, and they are three and zero oh, uh, the last times that they've played at Ole Miss. Um, another potential play that I have right now is potentially taking the over. Uh, the over set at fifty four right now. Um, the last eight games played, their average is right around that that line number. Um, their average is around fifty six points in the last eight games, or the last time eight times that they've met. So. Um, I think UK can win outright on the road. I don't think Ole Miss has figured it out fully. They've played absolutely nobody. Um, and I think UK is a little bit more prepared for that, that, that game. Yep. I agree. NC state Clemson B. Well, you, you let off the show by talking about people that are just going to go with gut and not worry about the analytics. And that's, that's how I'm approaching this game. I know, all of the the reputable analysts love both of these teams in the SEC this or ACC this year. My take is, um, I think this is a seven thirty p.m. game at Clemson. Um, Dabo is a monster motivator. I picture him sprinting down the little <laughs> hill at Clemson and getting everybody fired up, and they will go out and kick North Carolina State's ass. Uh, I watched the entire first game that North Carolina State played this year. I realized it's the first game of the season, and there's there's bumps in the road for everybody. But I think Clemson's defense is going to take over that game. I don't like Ungalungalungalungale. I don't think he's very good. But I think their defense is good. And uh, I just think they're at least a touchdown better than North Carolina State at home at 7.30 p.m. And that was one of the few games where I just bet on a minus six and a half, Clemson. I love that. Um, I think I'll ride that with you. Arkansas, Alabama. Arkansas has good wins against UC and South Carolina. They should have probably beat preseason number six, Texas A&M, last week. The point is, though, that they stay close, and I love this spot with them at home. I rarely would say this or do this, but I think I'm going to make this my play of the year. They're both 5-2 and two against the spread last seven, and you don't get rich betting against Alabama. 
Give me the Razorbacks at home, three score spread. I love them. I love that. I love the. I love that game. I can't Ooh. wait to watch that. And you guys know how much I love betting on Alabama. I think I've taken Alabama for like four straight years, every single game. I'm going against them here. Uh, give me Arkansas plus 17. Bird bets, WVU, Texas. You're the only one that's been there this year. Uh, I got a little bit on them, but I want to hear yours first. Uh, if this game was played in Morgantown, Morgantown, West Virginia, I'd be all over Moneyline on West Virginia. Um, obviously, going into Austin is not an easy place to play for anybody. Uh, plays here, I'm unsure. The questions around um, Quinn Ewers, I still don't know if Sarkeesian said anything about if he's playing this week or not. Um, so that's leaving a little bit of uncertainty. I think the line currently is nine and a half West Virginia. I do like that. Um, the best play for me, the under 62 and a half, seven on seven. Um, but the Big 12 doesn't believe in defense. I like West Virginia in the spot. I think C.J. Donaldson's a dog, and J.T. Daniels could be one of the best quarterbacks in college football right now. Um, Obviously, following them all year, watching him play live, the ball comes out of his hand differently. I do like West Virginia, um, but like I said, the over-under is probably the better play here. I don't think the Big 12 plays any defense, and – uh, West Virginia's a little banged up on defense too. So my play would be that possibly in a teaser. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with that game. So I know they talk about arm talent in the NFL all the time. And I, as a guy who's been doing this for close to 10 years now and been playing sports my whole life, I don't know what that means, but I know what you mean when they, you say that it comes out differently. The dude flies out of his hand. Yeah. And it's, it's, only really like comparable to like a team that plays in the NFL. It's the best way to say it. I have a couple quick thoughts here. Uh, West, West Virginia outgains uh, Texas on the offensive side of the ball. They give up significantly less uh, on defense. Texas is more battle tested, having played Bama and Texas Tech. WVU looked really, really good last week on the road with a close line and a rowdy atmosphere in Blacksburg. Uh, they could start to roll here. I think this is a good, like, momentum play. Uh, as long as Ewers is out, I'm rocking the horns down all day. Mountaineers plus nine and a half. Now let's get into the card a little bit. Are there any more specific games that you guys really, really want to talk about? Or do you guys want me to run through my card? Do you guys run through your card? How about you guys? If you guys have any big plays you'd like to talk about, uh, now would be the time. And then I'll kind of run through my card last. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a couple out. I've only got five games that I've actually put money on so far. My card is very short, and I've gone through your entire card, Kenny. Yeah. Um, I I bet the Cincinnati Bearcats minus six and a half at Tulsa. Um, I think I bought a point, but since I put that bet in yesterday, that line is up to nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Luke Fickle, or I should say Coach Fickle, always does a great job of getting his guys to treat these road games like a business trip. And I I just think he'll have these guys ready to go, and I just think they're at least 10 points better than Tulsa. So um, I love the Bearcats minus 6.5 at Tulsa. The other one that really jumped out to me, you know, I watched the entire Cincinnati-Indiana game in person last week. I know Indiana isn't very good, 
but those kids play hard. They got a good coach, and they're going into a Nebraska situation that's totally in disarray. Um, I feel good about Indiana plus five and a half at Nebraska, even though both of these teams suck. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I'm our, I've already taken that. Yep. Uh, Milkman here, like I said, haven't had much time to look at the board outside of the games that we've talked about. Um, so my card most likely would be finalized either tomorrow or early Friday morning once I listen to some other uh, insight. Um, so I'm not going to venture into my card. So, Kenny, I'll, I'll let you uh, run away with, with picks after Berg bets. Yeah, um, I want to actually not circle back fully, but going into the Kentucky Ole Miss game here, um, and we were talking about Heisman winners right now, or yeah, candidate, but Will Levis, I, I kind of want to start thinking he's the real deal. I love Kentucky here plus seven. Um, he's based on what I'm looking up and I'm looking through right now, top four or five in just about every sec passing category um i think kentucky's the real deal i think it will also get super interesting too um they play at tennessee later in the year and then have georgia at home if kentucky can win this game somehow find a way sec east is going to be really interesting coming down to georgia uh kentucky with that game at home later in november i think it is um, other than that, a couple things on my card here, B, I am with you and I waited too long to hop on the Cincinnati train. I think it's time to buy in on Ben Bryant. I believe in uh, quote unquote, big dick Fick, And I think they're going to go into Tulsa and roll them. Uh, I took them nine and a half. Uh, obviously West Virginia horns down all day, especially if viewers is out. Uh, two other ones that I'm looking at that really look interesting to me. I thought the Duke-Kansas game, talking football, not basketball, was kind of electric. I think Kansas plus plus three at home against Iowa State. Iowa State's coming off the loss to Baylor. They really haven't played anybody before that. Um, They played Ohio and Iowa, I think it was. Um, So I'm going to take the points there with Kansas at home. And I also love Duke minus three at home against Virginia. Um, And then my last pick so far, actually two more. Wake Forest, Florida State. I love Wake Forest. Everything you said from day one, Kenny. I'm all in on Wake Forest. I think that's going to be a hell of a game, too. Two Um, great picks right there. Yeah. I'm going to take Wake Forest plus seven. And then uh, my last one I've got so far here, I'm taking Michigan minus 11. I think right now I could roll out of bed and play quarterback for Iowa. So I don't know how they're a Division One football team with that kid playing quarterback. So they're taking the Wolverines minus eleven. I love it. Those are all great picks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm leaning Iowa. I'm not actually. I don't think I'm going to bet that game. I actually don't think I'll bet any of those big games. This is going to be a much smaller card for me as well. What I've noticed is the games that I talk about on this podcast do really, really well. And then what I do is I'll I add a bunch of shit in that doesn't really need to be in there. But the games that I actually discuss here seem to always win. Uh, last week, I think it, I talked about like 14 games, and I think I only lost four. So last week was a hell of a week podcast-wise, but not actually 
on my card. Uh, a couple games, though. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, and I think it's only five bets. Uh, JMU, Texas State's a respectable four and two against the spread the last six, but JMU is on a six and oh run. And after a huge statement comeback win last week, I think they come out firing on all cylinders, run the ball up and down the field like they want to. Texas State lost 42 to seven to Baylor, and they got beat by 24 against uh, Nevada. This line is 22. They got beat by 24 against Nevada. JMU is much better than Nevada. Uh, they're not quite as good as Baylor. I think this would be appropriately uh, 28 to 30 point spread. I think 21 or 22 is a steal. It keeps me pretty confident. I'll take it. I took it at um, 21. So I'm pretty confident in that. Purdue plus 13. The spoiler here, he goes by the name Aiden O'Connell against Penn State. I said he's going to, uh, he's here to do one thing. He ruins big spots and big-time games. He starts now after earning a spot as a walk-on two years ago. Last year, he beat – listen to this. This is pretty impressive for a walk-on. He beat Oregon State, Michigan State, Iowa, and Tennessee. He probably should have beat Penn State first game of the season this year. He lost to a undefeated Syracuse team on the road, which is a rowdy atmosphere. That's a dome there. It's crazy. He lost to Syracuse on a last-second touchdown. He keeps every game close and interesting and potentially a little letdown game after a huge win for Minnesota uh, at Michigan State. I know Minnesota's quarterback is like 75 years old and their running back is a beast. Give me the Boilermakers, plus 13. Central Michigan. Hey, hey, Kimmy. Kimmy. Yes, yes, yes. Quick interruption. When I listen to you talk about this walk-on quarterback beating all these people, yeah, I can't help but think back to the summer of 2012. Thank you. When I watched, when I watched Berg take the mound against <laughs> the number one ranked Ohio Heat, um, when the team was out of pitching, Berg <laughs> took the ball. Connor went and put the catching gear and got behind the plate, and Berg proceeded to shove it up their ass for four innings. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I think about when you talk about this Purdue quarterback. Uh, I, I interrupted you a little bit too early there. I said, thank you. I thought you were going to talk about me coming back to the Mason comments and becoming all Cincinnati first. Season. But uh, we, we'll yeah. talk about that. We'll talk about that next week. Cause that'll require at least 10 minutes of yeah. airtime. Not to yeah, toot horns. That's tooting Berg's horn. I love that. That's 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 a great uh, Ohio heat. That's a great team too. Kid you not uh, two torn hamstrings as well. Yeah, yeah. I looked like the walking dead on the mound. Appreciate it, B. <laughs> Central Michigan plus eight and a half. They are seven one and one against the spread. Their last nine. Toledo is one and four against the spread. Their last five. They're plus eight and a half. I'd take a money line uh, for the purposes of this show. Plus eight and a half is my pick. UConn is four and two against the spread. The last six. Fresno is one and five. UConn is like a plus twenty two point underdog at home. This is a weird spot, too. Fresno State stinks this year. I would honestly consider UConn money line. Uh, give me a plus 22. That sounds terrible to say. They're one of the worst teams, but give me them. Ohio State, they play Rutgers this week. This is not a pick. Um, this is just a analysis. Ohio State plays Rutgers this week as a 40-plus point favorite. B, Milk. Don't. Man, don't. I'm not. 
I'm not. Don't I'm do not. it. Don't do it. Kenny, hey. I was looking at this line, and and honestly, if the line is, what did you say, 41? I think it's 40, 40 or 41, yeah. I think the play, I think the over is only 54. Yeah. I think the over is the play if you're going to take the points of thinking of Ohio State just because they got to score a lot of points in order to cover. Yeah. Ryan Ryan Day will put in the somebody from the JV women's field hockey team to run the ball <laughs> yeah. in the fourth quarter. Don't do it. Cor- cor- correction. Line is at uh, 59 is the over. Yeah. So how State can do that themselves. Everybody here in this conversation and most people following me know Ohio State is due for one dud every mm-hmm. year. After this week, they go to Michigan State. And then they get Iowa at home, and then they go to Penn State for a whiteout. This is a huge look ahead and rest your players and put in your women's field hockey running back spot. Uh, Ohio State plus 40 here is asinine. (laughs) I'm not touching it, but everybody, for the sake of their own health and financial bank account, leave that alone. Baylor went to Oklahoma State last year. This is my final uh, game here. Baylor went to Oklahoma State last year. I think everybody here remembers that game. They won 21-16 to to end the year in the Big 12 championship. This was the game where that guy got tackled on like the half-inch yard line uh, for that touchdown. It would have been a touchdown, and Baylor's defense stopped him. Sanders had four interceptions in that game and still almost won. This year, Baylor is way more battle-tested than Oklahoma State. I think that Spencer Sanders guy is an awesome quarterback, but I love the Baylor Bears. When I've harped on them as much as I have this year, I don't really have another choice here. A win against Iowa State and a loss in overtime against the most veteran team in the country. Give me the team that's been there and done that at home. Oklahoma State's toughest game so far has been Central Michigan or Arizona State. They only beat Central Michigan by two touchdowns, both at home. Their tough uh, first matchup on the road in a pick em, pretty much. Give me Baylor. 10 out of 10 times, uh, I take Baylor. Let me run through the rest of my card here just because people have requested that I do this. I'm making you wait till the end so you listen to the whole damn episode, all you lazy asses. JMU, minus 21, two units. Purdue, plus 13, four units. My big play. Iowa State, minus two and a half. Sorry, Berg. Baylor, money line, two units. Wake Forest, plus seven and a half, two units. Central Michigan, plus eight and a half, two units. South Alabama, minus nine, two units. Oregon State, plus ten and a half, two units. Arkansas State, minus six, two units. Arkansas, plus 17.5, two units. The rest are one-unit plays, and they're much less significant plays to me. Another one that I like to touch on that may be upgraded to a two-unit play is Indiana, plus 7.5. And that about wraps that up. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, This was another great episode, much longer than I wanted it to be, but I thought that we'd be here and I thought it was a great episode. So I have zero complaints. You guys have anything else to add here before we dip into this? uh, Well, now week five. I I just want to chime in real quick. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, Anybody listening, I'm not the best college football better. And I'm fully on board with uh, tailing Candy Hammer uh, from here on out. But yeah, it was fun. Like talking with you guys, and I appreciate you having me on. B milk anything. 
No, we've talked too much. Have a great week, everybody. I agree. I, I think <laughs> the board is wide open and uh, units are there for the taking. So uh, best of luck this week and uh, have fun. This is going to be a big week. I can kind of feel it in my bones, like the house, <laughs> the house money thing. You, so. you can feel it down in your plums. In my plums, yep. And uh, there, notice there are no fades on Hawaii this week. Uh, <laughs> rare for me, but whenever I see the spot, I'll take them. I'm also going against Alabama, so we're going to do it. We're going to make a lot of money this weekend. Tail along, if you will. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, Berg bets. thank you. First time. We'll have you back for sure. Uh, I love you guys. Let's make some money this weekend. Hammer time out.